Brennan, we're back for another week. How are we getting on? All good, man. How are you? I'm good. Still faking the fact that we weren't discussing the podcast for 10 minutes before. I like my Pure style. natural. Pure natural. Just on high production quality. We have this research weeks in advance. All the feedback from the thousands of listeners. Hard to get through it, really. Like It's almost a full-time job. Yeah, uh, we just we just we just make it look so easy. It's a good week for the podcast, though I must say. I've noticed a lot of people going back and listening from the start, uh, which is great to see. So everyone who is interested in fat chats, and if you're only catching us now, why don't you go back to episode one, listen your way back up? This is only episode six, and uh, it won't take you too long. Might be a nice week of listening, or you might hate us by the end. But either way, better to start at the starting point. Well, I like to start in the middle sometimes. In what sense would that would that be like in a in a chocolate bar sense? Like, would you eat like the middle of a certain chocolate bar first, or is it just the middle of all podcasts? No, uh, definitely not bears. Every bear has a different method of. I, lo- I like I like the middle of the penguins. I used to eat them first. Not gonna lie, you know the what little bit of chocolate in the middle. I I'd crack them in half. I was a bit of a weird child. Has to be okay. Fair. No, I don't know. The only thing I can actually think of is like a Kit Kat chunk I used to eat around the outside. That like tick outer like perimeter of chocolate, and then it just leaves the wafery layers. Kind of that a challenge. Actually, that leaves us to an interesting one. First of all, do you ever see someone take you know like your standard Kit Kat, not the chunky now, and they just they don't break off like square by square; they just bite clean into it. Yeah, I've seen I've those seen, people. I, I've never actually seen someone doing it, but I have seen people talk about it online, and I just think, what's wrong with you? Like. Just, it's a scary sight, honestly. I just, I question it. I, I, I see the value, the, the comedy value of when you see somebody that has a Kit Kat breaking their bar in half the wrong way on them, but not actually eating it like that. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get down to bars after the main topic uh, because we need to go through any feedback we got from people who sent in their bars. There was there was a few few controversial opinions on bars last week came in through the DMs and we'll get to them later. But look, this week, Brendan, have you ever had someone comment on your weight at any point in time who maybe you thought, who the fuck are you? Yes, I have. And that this, this is our, our, our comeback to these bastards who feel they, they can come over and just talk about your weight, be it you're too thin, you're too big, and they think they have a place to do that. So we're going to go through all, all, all facets of the topic. Tell me a little bit about it. Uh, it's like it's not even specific like there's probably it's probably happened so much there's no real specific ones but it's just that whole thing of people will either do it in a kind of just a past remarkable way they don't even realize and they could be like oh you're after putting on a bit of weight is it or oh you're after losing a bit of weight like you know it, it seems to always be though people who they'd never like they'd never be the same person i walk in and say geez you're very happy today or you don't look, you know, you don't look yourself today. It's always something like it has to be a physical difference. Oh, that's an awful haircut. Oh, you're very fat. Oh my God, what happened? Something like that. It's very true. I feel, I feel like that when these people come up and they, they feel the need to comment, it, it's coming from a place. I, I never feel the need to do it anyway. I, I don't know. It's just, it's kind of strange that it always seems to be nearly when you're not expecting it as well. So like I, I've had many a time where I've, been eating like crap, not dieting. I'd say I was probably a heavyweight. But I feel like someone said it to someone else, like, oh, they seem like they're eating a bit healthier. And then you'll get some like random, you know, family member be like, you've definitely lost weight, haven't you? 
and you'll be like, I've not seen you since the you know family reunion six years ago. Um, so I probably, I probably potentially could be a small bit thinner, but at the same time, it's, it's probably not that big a difference. So why the fuck are you talking about it? Yeah, like I get it to a certain point, right? Obviously, and it would be more kind of relevant for us now than maybe ever before. But if you haven't seen, like put it this way, if you haven't seen someone specifically in the last nine or 10 months and then you see them now or last week or tomorrow, the first thing you're going to notice is that you're not as bad as you were. Like that's just a physical, like it's strikingly noticeable because it's so, it's such a difference. That's the exact way I want them to say it too. I want someone to look me dead in the eye and say, Shane, you're a little less fat. And I, you know, I'll know that's coming from the heart then. So it's a real nice way to say it. Yeah, well, I like that's what I mean. I, I, I get that point of it, but it's the people who, like you said, it's, I don't know, they feel like it's they've come from a nice place, they're doing it, or somebody has said it to them, and then they feel obliged to like give you a little pat in the head and say like, oh, you don't look, you know, as big as you did, or I don't know, I, I don't get it. I don't, I don't, like you wouldn't want, like, I, I I suppose it's very hard to say if someone's ugly, but if if someone, I don't know, to put it in the extreme, like if someone if someone had some kind of a deformity, like that they couldn't do out and about, you wouldn't walk up to them and be like, oh my God, what happened to you? But it's the same thing as passing comment on their appearance, which is the same thing as somebody saying like, oh, no. I will say there is a big difference between somebody trying to be nice and it coming from a wrong place and saying like, oh, you look like you've lost a bit of weight and people who will genuinely be like, oh my God, you're too fat. You know, that's unhealthy. You should do something about it. Well, let's talk about that for a minute. So like, I feel like that's a stark difference because I feel like, look, if someone's kind of telling you you look good or you look thinner, I'm sure that's not really coming from a negative place. I don't think they're being sarcastic by any means. So as, as much as sometimes you'd be saying, why are you even saying that to me? It's kind of, it's generally from a good place. But who is the person who's okay to actually check you on your weight? Like, is there anyone in your life who can come up to you and say, you know, by your, you're just looking unbelievably fat and I'm a bit concerned and you wouldn't take it badly? Or is it just a no-go from all areas? Oh, like, mm, I'm not sure. I think it's somebody you have to be extremely comfortable with. Like, extremely. And usually it's, it won't be family-like because families are cutthroat. Like you won't, but maybe significant others or husbands, wives, girlfriends, boyfriends, whatever. Or I think, and which is more relevant, is if it's somebody in the same boat. So like the two of us, for example, if you were to say to me, Jesus, man, you're like, I don't know, let's just say two months time, I've got an absolute fucking off the rails again. And you go, Jesus, man, you're not looking as good as you were there a couple of months ago. And you'd be thinking like, all right, that's fair enough. It's like you have that, um, not a right to say it, but when you know somebody has been there in the same boat, it's a bit, I don't know, it's a bit more palatable, I think. I, th- I think you respect the fact that they also are in the situation themselves, even if they don't know it. And you'd be saying, oh, yeah. you know, they're, they're probably just projecting their own shit here on me, as well as the fact of they kind of, they're, it's kind of like they're a member of the club. So you'd be saying, okay, you know what, fine. I could see where you're coming from there. You're not one to judge. You're in the same boat, but I appreciate your concern. Yeah, it is. There's, there, there is, I suppose, when you think about it, really, there's so many different angles you could look at it. Like, there's so many different people 
and different ways they can go about it. It's really down to the it's really down to the individuals. But that's I just wonder like who are the actual like people who should be able to say it and who shouldn't because I feel like there's a lot of people who think they have a god given right to say it and then you have the opposite who there's probably people you'd accept it from who'd be too afraid to say it to you in general because they're saying oh Jesus I'd want to offend him now but you know I worry he's going to die of a heart attack like what what let's talk about that for a second so the motivation so say what is the motivation behind someone saying it and are you even going to recognize that when they're saying it to you you know like the way i i consider it is you know someone's talking to you you're maybe say it's say it's a few years down the line you're a bit older and someone says look i'm a bit worried about your health you know you're getting to that age you know you you a bit closer than me given that you have you know the extra few years on you but like do you take that better or worse you know it's kind of see the problem is like and again, it's like, I don't know, like saying the same thing, but it's down to the person. And like when you're saying, who is it? I don't think there's any kind of a set criteria for like what the person that it has to be. It's just, I don't know, it would have to be somebody in that situation. Like if it's somebody who's genuinely concerned about your health, that's going to be a fairly serious conversation. Like that's not going to be a like passing remark, walking through the kitchen going, Kabir, like, you know, you're, could be could have a banger then it's not that that's going to be like a sit down serious life moment kind of a intervention you if somebody was that. saying it genuinely no but i i've had that before and look you know I'll, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna drag my family's name through the mud but uh they're a bunch of freaks and many a time that they tell me you know i'd be sitting down and you know say all right i'm sitting down i might have three or four biscuits in front of me a few digestives cup of tea you know i'm, I'm not in the best shape at the time and someone will just walk into the room and go, you're going to get fucking diabetes. And I'd be saying, right, Jesus. And next thing it might come out of, put on a bit of weight there, Shane, what's going on? I'd be saying, well, I'm eating a lot. That's, that's probably where it's coming from. You know, I, I'm just going to call a spade a spade here. But what's interesting with my crowd, and, and it's something we need to touch base on probably on another episode, but is, so imagine someone insults you, someone says something to you and their go-to is to say something about your weight and say like, oh, you've gained a bit of weight lately, so maybe you ought to sort that out. And then they'll come back to you, but they'll try to buy you off with a bar of chocolate from the shop. Yeah, that's that's because they know they're playing to your weakness. But this that's is it. Is. So those are instantly people who I say, I'm not okay with you talking to me about this topic. But versus someone comes to me from a place of concern and they say, look, come here like, you you were doing really well and now you're suddenly taking the piss. I feel like you need to nip this in the bud now. I feel like if if someone's just trying to check you on something for your benefit, you can nearly see that compared to someone just taking a dig at you for the sake of taking the dig at you. There's a big difference. Yeah, there is. It's huge. And like the difference being, I, I think if you're somebody who has been overweight for most of your life, like 99% of the people that say it just goes over your head. It just becomes like second nature. You don't even take any notice of it. But then it's that like 1% of people whose opinion you might value or who you actually don't expect it from. And so when they say it, then it's like, oh my good God. That's like, it couldn't be any different to those people who just say it for, like just say it to be arseholes basically. Like you'd be dealing with that for years and years. Nobody really gives a shit. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't give it a second thought. And they're generally the people that do it most. But then it's that one probably throwaway comment somebody might make that you wouldn't expect it in the like, dagger through the hair type job. It's, those are the ones that cut you deep, man. I just, I just, 
what's the best way to put it? I worry for the people who feel like they have a right to say that to you or to come up and say it to anyone because it's like you're just clearly a prick is the only way I can describe it. Like it's daft to think that you have the right to say that to anyone. Like unless someone has come to you and talked to you about that topic. And I'd say this for any listeners who might have any family members, partners, whoever it might be, who might be struggling with their weight potentially. And maybe that's why they're listening or maybe they're just listening, you know, just because they're interested in the topics. But what I'd say to you is if you're approaching it with that person, like let that person come to you 90% of the time. And fair enough, if you're in a real drastic state of affairs where maybe they need that chat, then at least come at, come at it from a concerned point of view rather than just kind of coming out and saying it. Because the last thing you're going to need is if that person isn't ready to deal with that, you're probably going to send them the other direction. And you're probably going to send them worse off than when you're even trying to nip it in the bud, you know? You need a time and a place for it. Yeah, like, well, I'd say even before that, if, if you're one of those people who's even thinking about it, like really ask yourself, am I the right person to be saying this? Even if you, even if you mean it from the most genuine place and the most genuine concern, but your relationship with that person for whatever reason mightn't be the like on that kind of a sure footing just think like is am i the right person to be saying this now it's very true if you are well and good there's ways to go about it i feel like delivery is key as well because like i remember when i was uh under 15s playing rugby and i had a coach come up to me and obviously at the time, you're we just back in preseason, you know, you're literally just running until you gawk on the pitch summer evenings. And he came up to me, he said, Shane, you've gained a lot of weight over the summer. And I said, yeah, look, to be honest, I wasn't training for the whole three months. Uh, look, we'll get back in shape, it'll be fine. And he just kind of said it in a, in a really nice way. He said, you know, we want you to start on the team. And if you're going to start, you're going to have to get fitter, which was fine. He said, but at the moment, you're heavier than some of the props on the senior team. And I definitely fucking wasn't. But he was trying to like motivate me to lose a bit of weight. And he thought, this is going to spur me on. Shane, you are fatter than a man in his late 20s and you're 15. And I remember sitting there in the dressing room after and I was like, couldn't process the information. I was looking around the dressing room. There was a few other people, you know, a few other props who were, you know, a little bit on the chunky side. Maybe I would have been the worst off, but I, I wouldn't have said I was the worst fitness on the team but obviously he he intended it in a way to spur me on to have a great season and to get fit and everything else but he went about it the completely wrong way and it actually it set me back a step for that whole season and I, I honestly I never got a proper level of fitness that season I probably was worse worst I ever played ever it was a disaster and so it's it's a really interesting one but like I feel like the approach is key and he definitely was someone who could have said it from a place of concern where I would have gone, okay, he wants me to play well. Awesome. No issues. And I probably wouldn't have taken it to heart versus coming at it from that sense. He kind of just delivered it wrong. No, but even at that, like, even at that age, like under, so you're 14, essentially, like he's an adult. That's the kind of thing where, it's not really. It's not even like yes, he's recorded. It's not even really his place to say it. If he genuinely meant that, like the right thing there would have been to speak to one of your parents and say, "Look, blah blah blah. This is what I'm thinking," and then leave them decide. Not to go like because at that age you can't have. It's not like it's you're you're not playing fucking professional rugby. It's not you're not an adult, so you don't have this proper relationship with coaches, like an adult working relationship with them. It's, that's literally a man talking to a child. Oh, absolutely. It doesn't work. 
from my perspective in that situation, I wouldn't have taken it badly from him except for the fact of delivery. But that's because at that stage, I was used to people talking to me about my weight quite often. It was a topic probably in my life from the age of six all the way up to that point, still a topic into my mid-twenties. It's just life, part and parcel of it. But I suppose the point I'd make and why I took that example is you have someone who's probably, from your perspective, an inappropriate person to say it, but who I would have been okay with in that sense. So there's kind of, there's, there's a few different layers to it where you're saying, okay, so everyone has their own perspective of who should be saying it to them. But if you're the person who's thinking about saying it to someone, maybe consider your relationship with that person, maybe consider your delivery, maybe consider the point you're coming from to say it. And I feel like that's key there. Yeah, it is. It definitely is. And it's, like you said, that was never going to work. Like that approach, that was just not, no matter what way that went, that was going to end badly. And it did. It ended in many a weekend of pizza and fuck all outside training it was I, but, but you know it's funny when you say that about people like how, how people react because uh, I remember reading a thing um, about James Corden the, the fat um, um, English talk show host he I can't remember some other some other talk show host in America made some comment about like that he thinks people should be body shamed or fat shamed I think is what he actually said Bill Maher said that yeah I remember that was the that one was the and then Basically, James Corden came out with a big thing about it, how how it doesn't work, like how it does, how negative it is. And he said, he's, he, I think, what was the quote? Something about, along the lines of, if it worked, um, there'd be no fat kids in school. Because, like, school is a place, it starts, that's where, like, before people, kids really know what they're doing or what they're saying or the effect of it, that's where, like, the name calling starts or the the ribbon and all that. So what he meant was, if it worked, you know, there would, if it if it worked and it affected people positively, there wouldn't be any fat kids left in school. I just thought that's an interesting way to look at it. But then I thought, I wonder. So I went to looking, and there's a guy, um, baseball player in America, Kevin, some name I can't. His surname is like Euclid or you. I don't know. Sounds kind of Greek. Don't know anyway. But he was a really successful baseball player, and he essentially said that he owed his entire career to being fat shamed that he was like a really good baseball player but he wasn't making the grade and he was being fat shamed and he said that just made him say like hang on is is there a reason that i'm being fat shamed for this and he just he changed everything about his life and became like one of the greatest players for whatever team he played with so there's a flip side of the coin with that but he's in a very very small minority i think I feel like that's the David Goggins mentality though of like use the hate as fuel, use the like that as your fire to get going. Like I know a fella now and he had, like he was in work and someone said to him like, Oh, like comment about his weight and he went off and lost like upwards of a hundred pounds, has kept it off since he's in probably best shape of his life. Like that person saying that comment to him was probably the best thing that happened to him in his adult life in terms of something that's gonna spark a change. And that change probably would have never come unless that person said that mean comment. But does that make that person a good person? No. It's, oh, Jesus, no. And as well, like for the majority of people, it's, it's never going to do you any good. Like it's literally down to the fact of, I don't know, like all right, in any, it doesn't even have to be weight, like whether it's you're too fat, you're too skinny. But like, do you, do you really think that mocking someone or playing a joke at something is going to help them get better at it? It's not. Like, and to be honest, if you don't know a way to help them get better at it, probably just leave it to yourself. You know what I mean? Even 
mock them in secret for all you want in your own little head and have your little jokes like but like don't be saying it to the person like just let the person live their fucking life and they'd be a lot yeah. better off yeah and like that guy you're saying like fair enough it worked for him and it's great but like i was saying last week like that's when you really pull it back then is that is that the real motivation like is that the is that the motivation that he really needs or needed to do to make that change is that sustainable like does he need somebody then to if he starts to slightly get out of shape again does he need someone else to come in and say oh hang on you're starting to slip there now a bit because like did he do it to stop being mocked or like did he do it for himself or was it some big convoluted way in his head of one justified the other it's just a strange the value of the the motivation i think comes into question then well i think it's it's, it's all part of where you're at in terms of how far into the whatever you call it the journey or whatever you want to call it but like say at the starting point that's a great fuel but along the way he wouldn't have kept going to lose upwards of 100 pounds unless he found some passion in it like it wasn't just fueled by hate so suddenly you had this thing of oh i fit in better clothes brilliant feel great about that Oh, you know, people are looking at me a bit different. Great. Happy days. I'm out in town. I'm getting more attention from the opposite sex. Brilliant. Happy days. Like you have people who are going through these little milestones along the way that they might not even be taking in, but those are the things that are maybe spurring them on to keep going versus if you have the person who, you know, just wants to show that prick that they're a prick, they're probably going to burn out after two or three months anyway, if they haven't found any actual like love for the process. And like, I think that's the key. You can have your initial why. But along the way, you've got to actually be doing things you like that you're going to maintain because otherwise you're you're just going to burn out. Oh, yeah, I, I agree. It's just that that's also a very small minority of people that, that can flip it into the positive of like, OK, they got the little like they got a little catalyst comment to, to start them off and then they found their own value in it. But that's not so common either. But fair play to them. Things, it's like an internal fuel is nearly always better. Like if it's coming from an internal place, you're always going to be better off than external forces. Like for me, like to actually lose upwards of 30 kilos, like it takes nearly, first of all, it's taken like over a year and a half to even get to this point. Second of all, it came from a place of me being unhappy and me seeing faults in the way I was living my life, which is much more powerful than, you know, getting a shit comment from someone in work. And like, I've been able to frame that to see why I want to change and be able to move in that direction. But like, I think anyone who is kind of relying on that stuff, it's great if you can fuel yourself that way. But like, you need to remember the negative, like the negative forces you're probably bringing into your life just to get yourself to go to the gym rather than just liking it. Like if you have to get really angry every time and your cortisol levels are going up, you're getting stressed, you're getting pissed off and that's what fuels you to go to the gym. Like, are you really going to be in a good place mentally six months down the line if you've had to do that every day for six months no and it's interesting like because you're saying there like you got you saw the faults in it and there were probably all stuff that different people had pointed out to you over time so there was nothing new there it was just that you finally had that click moment of it wasn't anyone saying anything it wasn't any comment anyone passed it was you just re like literally realizing oh yeah that's this these are the problems I know they were, like those. That's what I mean. It's like the intrinsic value of that kind of motivation. It won't. It, it just won't last. Like I, I don't. It might take years to wear off, but it won't. It, it, it's important. Like you have to. Like you were saying there, it's the. I think that kind of motivation, that negative motivation, only leads. You're only looking at the results. 
like you, you just want to get to this point to 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 cut that negative motivation out. Whereas when it's for yourself and it's more positive, you're doing it because you want to do it because you want to change everything, not just get to X point. Like, but that could come from, like I said, maybe maybe it would be a catalyst coming from someone, but I don't know. I think there there will be few and far between that people can flip it around into that. I think you're building on pretty weak foundations if you're going at it from that point of view, unless you're adding in other things that are going to strengthen your resolve to keep going. Like that can't be your only why is what I would say to nine out of 10 people. Now there might be that one person who's literally can be solely fueled on that for the rest of their lives and Mm -hmm. fair play to you. You're probably going to be a very petty person is the best way I describe it. But I mean, if those small little things are going to get you through, you look better than me, all power to you. Go for it. But one thing I kind of wanted to touch on on this topic as well is, you know, obviously you're a little bit further along in terms of like progress of where you'd like to be. And there's, there's no exactly exact like linear stop of where you're going, all right, this is the point I'm going to stop. But say from your perspective, have you had anyone comment on maybe like you're going a bit too thin or like anything along those lines? Cause I feel like that always crops up. And I feel like it's literally the case of like, I remember like there was a time probably back in 2014, I got down to, I'd say easily 90, 94 kilos, something like that. And I had, I had people who were saying to me, like who'd literally gone on to me about the weight for years and years, just going, you're going a bit thin now. Are you even eating? You're going to end up the opposite way now. You need to eat a bit. You can't keep it off forever. Let a bit come back on. And I was saying like, come here, give us oh, a fucking break. Yeah, like, just shut up. No, that, but that's, that's like typical Irish mother mentality. Like that, like, yeah, it does happen. Like, it's happened like already, people. I feel like oh, it literally, and it, it's not an exact point of when it'll happen, but I feel no, no. people suddenly, I don't know, is it maybe they're a bit paranoid about themselves, like, oh, they're getting ahead, but suddenly they, they feel this need to try nip you in the bud and say, maybe stop doing well. Maybe you're gone a bit too far. It's 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 that. Yeah, it's mad. Like, uh, <laughs> I had a comment past a couple of weeks ago. I just, I come back from a walk, like, like I go walking now for no fitness related reason it's just to get out of the house while like from working at home it's just to get out while get a bit of fresh air whatever it's for no actual value and i came back and there was somebody i forgot and the comment was oh are you trying to be as skinny as ryan tuberty and like i actually just you know it was one of those it was such a stupid thing to say that i was just kind of stopped for a second going like what like what the fuck is that supposed to mean and i just and then like it just flew over my head so much i just went uh no I just carried on. When I think about it afterwards, I was like, how fucking stupid was that? But it's daft, like, and I feel like, especially when you're at that point, it does come and it does kind of happen all of a sudden. And like, you'd be wondering, are people just watching every movement you're going to make? Like, is it the case that like, are they going to tell you what the perfect weight they want you at is? Like, is, is that the, the conversation that needs to be had where when you're fat, they're saying, oh, you're a bit too fat. But when you're getting a bit thinner, they're going, you're going to go too skinny now. You're going to blow away with the wind. You know, you need to be careful. Like, is that the person who God has assigned and said, look, this person is going to keep you at a, the exact perfect weight. You just need to have that conversation with them. And is that the key? It's, I find they're the same ignorant people, though, that don't understand any of the process. They don't get how it happens or why it happens. Like they're not the same person, but they're the same type of people who like, you know, I take 
protein powder after certain things, not all the time. I try and eat it mostly through natural food. But when I take it, then like people looking at it and saying, oh, that protein stuff is bad for you. And I, and I just feel like saying, oh, fucking throw us out your PhD there and, you know, nutrition. Try and ex- explain how it's bad for me, essentially. And they're, they're the same type of people that will say things like that. And I just think, oh, like... Well, I think ter- the type of people who are going to sit there and, you know, they're going to have a pork and onion sandwich for their lunch. They're probably out having two or three fags in the day, probably go for a few pints at the weekend. Like, where does it stop? Like, what, what's your classification of health? Is it, like... I feel like people's classification, uh, can't even talk. People's classification of health is more along the lines of what they see as normal versus abnormal. Like you taking protein powder is the abnormal thing. It's not in the norm. But if yeah. you were having ham sandwiches and going to the chipper as well, everyone Very does normal. that. Everyone loves oh, the chipper. Yeah. So you're grand. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, but it's, I think that's pure, the, the whole like pure ignorance is bliss mentality for some people of, they just, and you know, I don't ever really pay any attention to it. I feel sorry for them because they're that stupid that they can't, they literally just don't understand what they're even saying or the, or the value in it. Like, so I just, like, you just learn to, I just laugh at it. And I don't even bother, like, I remember once trying to actually explain and getting into an argument about it. And like you say, you know, pure, like, tick thing, like, how is it bad? Tell me how it's bad and I'll tell you how it's not and all this kind of, and I said after, like, what was the point? They're that stupid. Like, you're, this is just going to go nowhere. You can't invest so. your time in it, though. I remember the, the one I used to get when I'd have protein powder at home, it'd be, you know, I know that's steroids. <laughs> you're going, like, literally, like, you have your my protein whey protein powder, like, if they just did a quick google search what's whey protein they'd understand it's not steroids it doesn't I, i'm not even sure steroids comes in a powder i could be wrong here but i believe you it probably it, can get it in a, in a powder like but just yeah that's what i mean like that kind of pure stupidity like that, that kind of a comment and there is it's probably always at a time like you, you know most people i suppose when they start taking protein powder a lot of people just take it they don't know why they're taking it they just think oh i've seen people taking this when they train i'll take it and then people see them doing that and then they get those stupid comments about like steroids and if, like just you wouldn't even know where to start with that like it's daft it's, it's a real funny one where like just people commenting in all sense and like immediately like obviously after years of having you know ups and downs in my weight i can just think of instantly of a few different comments that just come in and like it's funny that people come at it from like such um i suppose not a really thought out place. Like I, I remember once I was talking to someone and they were just like, Oh, how's your week now? We hadn't been talking about food. I wasn't on any specific diet, nothing going on, just casual weekday, sitting down, having a cup of tea. And uh, they said, Oh, how's your week? Watching it up to, I said, Oh, do you know, went to the cinema, went and got a Nando's, you know, just whatever. And next thing, very abruptly out of blue, they just come out with, well, if you keep eating bloody Nando's, they're going to have to roll you off the plane in Tenerife. And I'm sitting there going, Jesus, that's, that's a bit out of nowhere. Um, okay. <laughs> and you'd be saying, they've obviously, like, I obviously came in, I'm sitting down, they're thinking, he's gone a bit fucking fat. He's, there's something up with him. He's, he, he's definitely after gaining a bit of weight. And eventually, they just hear that trigger, <laughs> something they can latch on to. They go, he's gone to Nando's. I bet he's eating in fucking Nando's every day. And boom, we launch in. And that's, you know, it's not from a thought out place. It's not like they've sat you down and go, oh, come here, I'm a bit concerned this reason, this reason, this reason, I think you need to look after yourself. It's like, you're going to be fucking rolled down the runway if you're not careful, fatty. 
that has to be the that's the, the kind of Irish thing as well. People just love being negative and they love being dramatic about it. They can't, like you said, they can't just say like, Jesus, you know, maybe you shouldn't be eating takeaways if you're putting on a few pounds. Has to be some fucking over the top song and dance, like make sure everyone hears this. But they're like, I think I'm starting to, you know, put all these people into that same I'm I'm stupid category. They're all the same. You could you could morph them into one Frankenstein of a person and they're they all have the same mentality. And then I think if you get a Venn diagram of these people, they'll also cross with the people who eat special K as a healthy breakfast and think special K is the bee's knees. And they'll go, if you're having a good cereal in the morning, it's much better than fasting. If you skip breakfast, you're fucked. No, it's if you get fucking chips and shit and just eat loads of calories, that's when you're fucked. If you skip breakfast and you don't mind skipping breakfast, you're bad. That's what I mean. That's they're they're the same ignorant people. They just like I said, they're they're nearly all that same person. They're the ones who say you have to have breakfast. It's the most important meal of the day. Or if you eat after six o'clock, you'll get fat. Or you know, just these yeah, mad right. notions. If you eat before you if you eat before you go to bed, it'll sit in your stomach and you'll be fat in the next morning. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? I just. Just a whole new level of stupid there, and there are people I just in, in general can't stand anyway, just for even a million other reasons. But when you get those kind of people, it's just it's not even worth the time of day. Like I love that person though who would say that you know, like oh, if you're eating late at night, that's going to cause you to gain weight. Like oh. my body, to a certain extent, will know what time of day it is, circadian rhythm, and all that stuff. But like, it's not going to give a shit in terms of how it processes the calories. Like the, what these people need to realize is if you're having a lot of high calorie meals late at night and you're then lying down and not burning anything off during the night, that might have a negative effect over long term. But like one meal at night or if you're used to eating at, at night and it's within your daily calorie budget, you're going to be grand. Like people, please don't worry. If, if you get hungry at 10 o'clock and you still have calories left in the day, eat a bowl of porridge, eat whatever you want, even have a fucking snack bar. It doesn't matter. It's not going to, like, specific food isn't going to negatively impact you. It's the amount of calories you're eating in general, like nine and a half times out of ten. There's that odd person who might have some other health issue that's maybe impacting it, but, like, that's my perspective on it anyway. No, that's, that's some solid advice. And uh, if you are one of those stupid people, remember to eat all your food um, before six o'clock and you know if you're starving and it hits 601 tough shit you gotta wait till the next morning to eat because you will be fatter you can starve that's what you can do you fucking idiot and when you starve we're gonna tell you you're too skinny and you wanna look like Ryan Tuberty <laughs> right there now yeah, that's that's a neat little summary there of <laughs> I, th- I thought I thought it was well placed by the both because not to not to tip our hat to ourselves but uh, go us we're amazing now on to last week's uh, really, really important topics of chocolate bars we miss. Mm. So, was anyone on to you about the bars? Because I had a few comments from listeners who were very just, No, I had just a, the what, the wrong opinion that bounties are the nicest bear and they're the nicest thing in the celebrations. That was actually the most divisive one. You know, I, I threw up a poll on the Instagram and more people wanted bounties to stay than go. That shocked me, first of all. I don't care. It just means more people are wrong. But like, daft. Daft bunch of people. I'm surprised at how divisive bounties were, though. I literally got, I think I got six messages total of people basically being like, but I love bounties. Why can't I have bounties? I'm not stupid. And then you had some camera people who were like, you know, you can send me the bounties if you don't want them. It's totally cool. It's, 
it's a bit of an interesting one where people no. apparently are very passionate about chocolate. Who'd have guessed? No, the bounty. Well, I'm. I'm. You know what? I respect people who are passionate about chocolate, but not in the bounty situation. And remember, don't eat your bounties after six o'clock because they'll make you fatter. Because you must be one of those people if you enjoy those bears. Now we need to touch base on Quality Street stealing our idea. Yes. That, that cut us deep. Like to say that we know they have spies listening to podcast would be an understatement. And I know you're here now, Quality Street spy. Don't be stealing all our good ideas, you pricks. Give us credit. And I'd also like to say that out of all the tubs of sweets at Christmas, Quality Street is the worst. It's the weakest. And I don't understand where the love for Quality Street is. I actually was chatting to someone. Costa Coffee got some new hot chocolate range in. Terry's Chocolate Orange, After 8, the purple Quality Street. I'm so not passionate about Quality Street that I didn't know what the purple one was. I don't either. And I'm pretty sure it's the one with the nut. Or else I'm mixing it up with roses. I, I, I've forgotten since my Google search last week. But Either way, like, no. That's, there's, there's much better hot chocolate out there. You, you really... I just, I, I worry for people. Like, Terry's Chocolate Orange, okay. I can, I, okay, fair enough, nice. After eight, not for me. But I can see why people like them. And then to throw, like, Purple Quality Street in the mix with two, like, palatable enough things is just ludicrous i don't i don't i don't, I, I didn't realize there was such a market in costa for hot chocolate with the over 70s it's it's daft quality street is is really one of the weakest like for you what's the strongest what's what's your if you have to have a tub in the house which one is it what are you going oh, cele- celebrations i'd agree with you next i'm gonna go heroes is heroes oh yeah, yeah. and roses then roses well, after that i'd scrap the cream egg it doesn't even taste like cream egg I'm going to say it now. Like, the best part of a cream egg is, one, the fact that it's an egg. Great. Instantly catches me. Two, the chocolate on a cream egg is much thicker than it is on the on the Hero's cream egg. And so that's actually the nice part about it. It's not necessarily the, the cream on the inside. Uh, and, yeah, no, I just... I'm, just not a, I'm not a huge cream egg fan in general anyway. Chocolate. If I had to buy if I had to buy an egg-based dessert, I'd buy one, you know, like caramel cream egg, or whatever it's called, caramel egg like dairy milk caramel bear in the egg form but it wouldn't be a wouldn't be a first choice it's a good choice now we're heading into christmas season um if we ever get out of lockdown not sure we will what 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 are your goals before then are you doing anything specifically in the run-up what's your preparation in terms of are you just gonna take it easy for christmas week and just back to normal or how are you looking at it now We'll, we'll oh, touch base on this at a later date anyway, but I'm kind of curious. I'm making my own plans. No, Christmas isn't a really big deal for me anyway, so it's just like any other week. Wow, fair play. I am literally planning my sandwiches, my pretty much everything, the desserts, starter. In typical me fashion, the only thing that will be different for me is if the pubs are open again or not, because generally it's more festive around the time. People will go for drinks and all that, but in terms of food, training, all that, no, no different. That's that's a shock, Brendan. Honestly, I I, I feel like we we're gonna have to take this offline because I'm I'm worried for you and I feel like you need some Christmas spirit. Uh, where I'd recommend starting because I know you're a big lover of the rom coms. Is there's a new rom com on Netflix called Holiday? I feel like it's gonna be right up your street. So start there, and we'll move along in that direction. We'll get your Christmas spirit up. By the time Christmas hits, you're gonna be good to go. Rom com, my ass. There's only one Christmas film that's diehard. Elf, 
Elf is the ultimate Christmas film. I'm going to oh, have to disagree with there you. There is only one Christmas film, and that's Die Hard. I, you can, fuck, you can fuck off and eat Elf, or watch Elf and eat your bounties, and do whatever else, because that's just not right. All right, so jobs for this week for the listeners. Subscribe as always. Share the podcast. There's a few who share it regularly, and you're great people. You're the best. Progress, yes. The resty slackers, we need to get sharing. We need to get this out there. We need to bring this amazing nugget of gold to the people and let them listen to this amazing, amazing podcast. So get sharing. And lastly, let us know what your top tier of Tubs of Sweets are for Christmas and why Brendan is such a Grinch. And that's it. We'll leave it there. Brendan, any messages for the people? Happy Christmas, everyone. We're building in. I'm, I'm actually going to put up the Christmas decorations next week. I'm first. Oh, I'm going. I'm, I'm actually hanging up. So you better cut this off. It's disgraceful. I'm really excited. Merry Christmas. Nice <laughs> Christmas to you all.